Welcome, everyone, to Bear Football. My name is Aldo Gandhi. I'm filling in for John Buffon, who unfortunately was not at the game. Our good luck charm uh, had to uh, go to bed early today because he's got an early morning. So uh, hopefully he didn't even watch the game because he would have been spared a travesty. And, you know, I take a lot of pride in what we do here in the Barroom Network. And one of the shows I take most pride in is Bear Football. But I got to tell you, uh, the three of us have decided to just go about 30 minutes a day, do some venting. Uh, do some swearing if necessary, uh, let out some aggression, because what we saw today was just unbelievably bad. And so what I want to get to now is, Danny, why was it bad? Uh, let's let's start throwing some blame around because they need to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one thing we said on, on Before 55 this past week was Bears just do not embarrass us. It's prime time. Do not make us go out there and look bad. And, and they were out-coached, out-classed, out-talented, out-everything today. I mean, from the from the jump start, I mean, they, they they couldn't get off the field in the first half. You know, second half they they had some they they forced some you know punts. Thank God. And I think I think I, I noted down uh, halfway through the third quarter when they first their first the, the, the first time that Bears defense forced the Chargers to punt the ball. So um, offensively, uh, you know, they went away from the running game. Uh, uh, Four morning had nine carries uh, for thirty four yards. Johnson with six. You know, Evans had four. You know, none of their running backs had double digit carries. Uh, Bajan looked look at times like you know he was a, a a rookie, but you know, but but also at times he looked he made some nice throws at all as well. So, but it's it's not it's, again just like with Justin Fields, it's not it's not on Tyson Bajan. This game was not won and lost because of Tyson Bajan. This game was lost because of the team, in my opinion, wasn't prepared to come out there and compete with a much better, much more uh, a, a talented football team. Even though they are underachieving, they being the Chargers were underachievers coming into tonight as well. They're only two and four. With a talent-laden team, both offensively and defensively, they've been dealing with some some you know injuries on their end, and their coaching staff has been under a tremendous amount of fire as well. But you know, their Staley and his staff came out today, and he, he outclassed Eberflus. So if, if if anyone was feeling good last week about the Raiders win and 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 Eberflus, I know on the broadcast are saying how 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 uh, the, the 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 team rallied after that win for Eberflus. I'm like, really? They only won two, they've only won two games the whole season. How can anyone come out, out here and defend Eberflus in terms and his staff in terms of, you know, these are these are the guys going on past the season. So, uh, just just a horrible you know performance today overall. Uh, I even special teams looked bad today too. So uh, it was just something where um, it was just a just a total team you know, um, uh, meltdown. And Kevin Warren was there. Kevin Warren saw it live in person. So I wonder I wonder how he's feeling right now. I want to know how Coach C is feeling. He's got a damn headache. Got a damn, ain't he? He's just watching bad football all around, right? So, so one of the things I outlined was, you know, I thought we were going to see a lot of cover two zone. I thought we were going to see a lot of cover three, and the way you attack that cover three is in the seams, right? You can't go exactly over the middle, and you can't go in. Got to go kind of attack the seams on, on your nine routes or combat routes, and I just didn't see us do that. Um, not committing a run allows this team has to play one style of football right now because we're so young and immature. They have to run the ball to keep that defense off the field. The defense is going to play worse as the snap count goes up, right? And so, to me, that's all on your head coach and your coordinators because you got to go in there and, and we and, and at the beginning of the week and say, guys, listen, this is who we are, this is our identity. You know what I'm saying? Run it down their throat. 
until they stop it. I think Danny just said we still are averaging over four yards to carry by our running backs, which is crazy to me because no team has stopped us running the ball, and we refuse for whatever reason to play complementary football with our young, immature uh, defense and keep those guys off the field. So it's just, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's disheartening. And for all the quarterback controversy talk, you know what I'm saying? If anything should be walk away from this as a narrative is, it doesn't matter, man, who's under center for this team. They can't overcome this staff. Like they can't overcome this staff. I'll give, if I give Tyson credit for the 70 so yards that were stolen by the drop and, and the uh the drop and the referee blowing the whistle. That's 70 million yards. That's two TDs. It's two TDs, two interceptions, just under or just above 300 yards. Right. And even if you light up the scoreboard, you still you still can't do nothing. You can't do anything with this defense, right? So it's it's just disheartening, man. Coach, um, if we change the coaching staff, so Staley and his uh, coaching staff was coaching the Bears tonight and Iberflus was coaching the Chargers tonight, would this have been a close game? Would this have been an entertaining game? Could the Bears have possibly won? I, I kind of thought about that the, the first half when we did the halftime show and Danny, and Danny chime in on this part of it because I felt like what L.A. did the first half was kind of stole our game plan, if you were, because they – we're a little bit more committed to the run um, in this situation. And the indictment on this staff is this. You have you have Coach Staley. Is that the right name? Somebody laughed at me earlier this week when I jacked Brandon it up. Staley. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got this guy who's a linebacker's coach who's who's who somehow skipped the 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 hiring chain of command to get hired in the head coach position. And his job is on the line tonight. If he loses this game. He's on the streets on Monday by all intensive purposes, and he comes out and outclasses our coaching staff. If that's not an indictment on our coaching staff to let you know where we are maturity-wise as a coaching staff, I don't know what is. Going into the game, I'm saying they're going to sit on – they're going to sit on routes in the flat, right? I haven't held a clipboard in six years and called a game – but if I can look on the film and say they're going to sit on routes in the flats, right? Surely you know this, so you stay away from it. You, I don't care if we're throwing medium to deep outer third routes all night long and missing them. You go back to it. Did we go back to? Did did you see we we, we threw one deep ball in the second half that I remember? But did we go back to the shots we missed in the first half? Go back to that stuff off of play action. All the, off the fake mesh move and go back to it, right? And and make you know you force your team to make those plays. Why is Valus Jones on the field? See now I'm getting excited. Why why is Tyler Scott is not why is Tyler Scott not out there? Did he 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 was still in the lineup in the second half? You dropped that ball. You on the bench. You catch the splinters. I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Danny, what do you think about my question? Do you think that if you exchange coaching staffs, you know, we might have seen, uh, you know, we would have definitely seen a different result, but would the Bears have won or had a chance to win? I, I think you're seeing identical staffs, to be honest with you. I, mean, I think you're seeing, you know, defensive-minded head coaches who 
we're finding that they're not really NFL head coaches, that they, they belong as defensive coordinators. That both Iberflus and Brandon Stanley are both defensive coordinators and not head coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. He has a ton of talent. Stanley has a ton of talent out there in L.A., and they're a very underachieving team. You know, uh, in terms of his offensive coordinator, um, uh, Moore, uh, Moore, he's a guy that, that's innovative in terms of, you know, the pass attack, but he's also a guy that, that's been, you know, criticized for forgetting about the run game. You know, it's similar to Getsy. He gets a little pass happy as well. So, you know, could we see a little more creativity in offense with Moore as offense corner than, than Getsy? Or who knows? But to me, it's, it's identical staffs. They're both defensive uh, staffs led by defensive head coaches that should be defensive coordinators in the NFL next year and not actual head coaches. I, you know, it's a fascinating uh, uh, responses that, that I got from both of you. And I, I think you guys are right. It, it, have we entered the stage now or if you're in, if your head coach isn't like an offensive coordinator or, or somebody who really specializes in offense, you're probably doing your, your team and your franchise a disservice. Uh, coach T, what do you think? I don't know, Aldo, because I think there we have a crisis of off good offensive football coaches in the NFL. These guys come up so fast up through the ranks. And I think I might have tweeted this earlier, right, where they become offensive specialists of the system they come from and not good football coaches, right? They become masters of one system and and remove the personnel, the perfect or ideal or optimal personnel from that system, and they can't coach. It's like they they lose their minds, right? They got to have – the exact, exact type of quarterback. They have to have the exact type of running backs, right? You know, and, and it seems like they can't coach. So think about the names that's being thrown out there for head coaches for next year. They worry me, right? Ben Johnson, if you look at his level of uh, his pedigree, right, there's not a real coaching tree attached to it. So it makes me fearful of a one-hit wonder for him. Right. I know y'all laugh at the Mike LaFleur uh, a name, me throwing it out there. But if you look at the resume and this is the only reason why I throw it out there, Aldo, because he did one. He did two stints with uh, Kyle Shanahan and one stint with McVay. He got he got he went to New York, the Jets, and they made room for Aaron. So they fired him, let brought Hackett in and he went back to work for Kyle Shanahan again. That's the only reason why I promote the name, because he spent two stints under the same regime and he has a level of depth now the guy um the guy in seattle seattle was a Sheldon or whatever the offensive coordinator there yeah he has a little waldron. better that's, that's yeah waldron. shane waldron waldron he has he has a he has a little better pedigree so as you guys are going out there and searching on the internet and figuring out who's the possible names don't just look at yo you know these guys having success in detroit and everything we need somebody with some depth that way, if they don't come in and have the, the perfect personnel, right, they can coach the personnel we have until they until we draft, you know, players into the system. They they understand football one on one. Right. Listen, I don't have the perfect, you know, X right now. So I'm going to have to play a little bit differently. So, yeah, it's just it's just I feel like we got an NFL coaching crisis. And it might be time to for us to inherit some of these young offensive minds from the college ranks and and, and bring some fresh mm-hmm. blood um into into the league. Danny, you disagree with that, huh? And the, the whole college thing is, is over right now. Jim Harbaugh, if you're talking about Jim Harbaugh, that's different. Right? That's guy's got NFL pedigree. He's won in the NFL. He's won everywhere he's been. That's a guy I'd be out there, you know, banging a the table for trying to bring him in here. 
uh, to be a, the Bears head coach. I mean, I, to me, it just feels like he should be the Bears head coach, uh, you know, next season. But anyway, we'll see. But in terms of these uh, these college, college coaches, I mean, we've seen this come out. We've seen Nick Saban fail, and we've seen some of these bigger name college coaches come out here at the NFL and, and they fail. I mean, remember the Urban I'm Meyer about, I'm talking about disaster the coordinators, in, in Jacksonville. Though, Urban Meyer was 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 considered one of the better coaches in football, and he came in Jackson was a complete disaster. So it's, I I want guys that that have NFL pedigree, guys that have been I've done it before. Like I said, you know, prefer head coaching experience. Now the Ben Johnson thing, like I, he was also a guy that I, I was kind of like eh, lukewarm on. But the only thing about Ben Johnson, I will give him some credit for, is that you know he's a guy that that has taken Jared Goff, a guy that everyone the whole league had given up on, and said this guy was a bust and blah blah blah. And he's taken him and he's turned him into a, a damn good you know, a quarterback again. He's built a system kind of around Jared Goff. And uh, he, you know, he's got some weapons in terms of Amon Ross St. Brown. But if you look at overall, he doesn't have the big play, you know, players on the outside. He uses a lot of tight ends, he uses his running backs, you know, you utilizes all the guys on offense to, to get the ball down the field and put points on the board. So, but he's also backed up by a good, strong defense. And although going back to your question, in terms of do you just go out and get an offense guy? I mean, that's the thing with the league is like, are right, you had a defensive coordinator now or defense head, mind head coach? The next one's got to be offense one. And, and if he fails, go get a defense one. Just get the best guy for the for the damn job. Look at look at Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Look at John Harbaugh. He's a special teams coordinator in in in, um, in Baltimore. If you get the right uh, you know right coach, the guy who can who can lead the fifty three man roster and hire very good coordinators to come in and do the job, you know, interview the interview the coordinators and see what, what can they do? What will they, you know, this is what we have in terms of our, our t- talent. How are you going to build this offense around say Justin Fields, for example, or if we're going to go get another quarterback, you know, how are you going to do this? And just kind of hire the right people. You just need a guy who leads. Now, again, I, I'll, I'll go on the record now again. Like, I want Jim Harbaugh as the next head coach, but you know, he's, I know he's a little difficult to, to deal with. So we'll see how it goes. I, I, I want to be clear of- when I'm talking about these coaches, bringing in for college, I'm talking about the coordinators. Some guys that have some fresh, creative minds that's bringing that that hat that are well-rounded um, and, and in tune with today's game, right? And, and it's not going to sit there and, and, you know what I'm saying, try and play parking lot football all night. We, we need some fresh blood in the coaching ranks as far as the coordinators. Yeah, you know, and, and Mike North, who is on this uh, network and does a, a weekly show called Mike North's Press Conference, he's been pushing for a big name like a Harbaugh or a Deion Sanders because he thinks it's going to take a big personality to turn this franchise around and and shake off the the whatever you want to call it, the cobwebs of uh, that have gathered after years of unwinning, and that it's going to just take somebody who's going to command the locker room. And I hate to go back to Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka is not my favorite head coach of all time. Um, he he ruined more Super Bowls possibilities than 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 one. But maybe a big personality, a la a Mike Ditka, who's going to clean out locker rooms as a, as a, to make statements and and stuff like that. What do you think, Coach? No, I'm, I'm with Danny on the on the Harbor hire. The only problem is, you know, what I'm saying, how do we bypass, you know, what I'm saying, the issues he's having at Michigan, mm-hmm. overlook that, you know, what I'm saying, like that's that's going to be a PR nightmare. So what do you do? You know what I'm saying? What do you do? Which, in which, which the uh, the the Spygate thing? Yeah, yeah. Like they, you know what I'm saying? They, they, all college coaches do that. This, they, they, Michigan got caught. Yeah, but I'm saying though, like that's your point though. You know what I'm saying? You got to You can't get caught <laughs> if you right. go do it. You can't. You can't get caught. That that's that's gonna be a whole 
distraction. And then and then here's the thing that that puts a that puts a a, a kind of like blemish in. You, you still got to get up and talk in front of kids, a young young man, and say, "Do this, carry yourself this way. We're gonna play the right way and all that stuff." You know what I'm saying? It's leadership by example. It, it lends the credibility. You can't you can't come in and somebody be able to point at you know your program and say you did X Y Z. I I love the idea of it. I just you know what I'm saying. I just I just don't want to breeze past. It might be a, a, a issue of concern. The, the the thing, Harbaugh and Michigan thing was gonna there was gonna be a divorce after the season anyway, and I think this is this is just I don't know if it's an internal leak or something. Someone leaked something to whether it's you know internal administration or, or whatnot. I forgot how that story broke, whether it was NCAA or if it was the internal uh, Michigan uh, committee that, that actually found this stuff. But uh, someone leaked because they just want to make it official. They want they want to they want to break free. Because again, he's a, he's a difficult person to work with. You know, his personality is not the one that that you know is warm and fuzzy like a Eberflus. But you know what? He'll go out there and he'll command the room. He'll command the players or command the respect, and he'll hire good coaches that get this team competitive and start winning. You know, so I mean, we were talking about it. Let's let's start winning. Let's start competing for division titles first. You know, and then he'll get you to a certain point. And then if at that point, if he has a young up and coming assistant on, on his on his you know on his staff, and you feel like hey, you know what, I'm tired of, of the Jim Harbaugh act. I'm going to put this guy in, or you, you find another head coach or that that's from another team that can come in and take over and kind of. That was that. That was that. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf saying from point A to point B to point C or all that stuff. And when he when he fired Doug Collins, remember the, uh, when he fired Phil, Phil Jackson? If you want to get get let's get to the basics. Let's let's get a team where we're competing. We're not embarrassed on national television every damn time. It's not embarrassed on national television. I'm I'm embarrassed because I'm like, damn, are, are they gonna you know make us look bad again? And we're laughing stock of the league again. So it's like, let's get there. Let's start competing for the division titles, and maybe we get you know get to the playoffs. You know, oh my god, uh, multiple seasons back to back. That'll be even fantastic and then you know we'll go we'll see we'll go there but you gotta get you gotta become respectable before you can start you're not gonna go from this debacle to contending for super bowls next year or next two years you know and so that's the thing is like he's a guy that's coming here is gonna you know we always talk about an adult in the room he's gonna be an adult in the room in terms of commanding this this team again tough personality but at least he'll get you to a competitive basis where you're competing for division titles hopefully there was an article today on NFL.com with the headline, NFL likely won't be safe harbor for Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh from potential NCAA discipline. It's written by Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissaro. And in the middle of the article, it says, the NFL is unlikely to make itself a safe harbor for Har Harbaugh to escape what could be substantial NCAA Discipline, league sources have told them, raising the strong possibility Harbaugh would need to serve some or all of any possible suspension he could face in college if he returns to the pros. I recommend uh, people read that if they want more. It's uh, several paragraphs long. But I just wanted to throw that in. Uh, why don't we move on to a different subject? Somebody just put up in chat, what about the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs? Well, how about Eric Bieniemy? I know he uh, was very upset when I saw him at the end of the game today because Sam Howell uh, uh, missed the pass. But Eric Bieniemy is an interesting name. I mean, he, talk about a guy that command, could command a locker room. This is a no bullshit kind of guy. But is he is he a a got the Chiefs stink on him? He's got I, the Chiefs stink on him. That's the thing. It's it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, the Chiefs. Bieniemy versus the Bears. Uh, did you guys realize this? I uh, when, when the Bears played the the Commanders, he made Howell throw fifty five straight times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's crazy. That's insane. 
So it's it's like he's got that Chiefs thing on him, and, and again, it it works for it works for the Chiefs. God bless them, Andy Reid and all them. I don't want the Ryan Poles. You know, he's got the Chiefs thing on him as well, and then Nagy had the Chiefs thing on him. Now it's, that's the thing. I want a clean break from the Chiefs. Whatever the Chiefs are doing, it's working for them. It's not working here in Chicago. So I'm I'm done with the whole the whole Chiefs. You know. Chief, uh, yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we said earlier. It's like, where do, where do you look, though? Like, where do you look? Do you look at the Bills coaching chain? Who, who do you look at that's having success that you can say, okay, I'm a, I'm a pick? Because that's how the NFL goes. It goes away. We get to the end of the season. We see who's thriving. And we pick the next young gun out of what from, from that coaching staff. And, and we run with it. That's why I say well, the NFL. If you're going to pick from a, from a coaching tree, it's the Shanahan tree, right? You're yeah. talking about the, the, the Flory t- guy you talked about. Bobby Slowick, who is, is, is running. The, I know uh, we hate the last name, man, but I'm yeah, telling you. No, it's it's uh, he, he's I'm running the, the Texans offense. You know, it, it's all from the Shanahan tree. And if you that's what you're going to pick now, that's what, you, that's what you're looking for right now. Hmm. Interesting. Um Let's talk a little bit about certain players from tonight's game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I know, Danny, you've been really hard on Tyreek Stevenson because of his overaggressiveness and the penalties that he gets and so forth. You know, but I, I kind of agree with Chris Collinsworth when he talked about Stevenson tonight, and he said he's learning. He's And he some of the stuff in, year, in years from now, he's going to get away with. But he's learning what he can get away with now. And uh, this guy, I think, is going to be a really good cornerback maybe in a year or two. Uh, your thoughts? No, no, I, I agree. I, I think I think he's going through his rookie mistakes. He's, he's getting he's getting picked on. But the one thing is, is as a coaching staff, get him to turn his head around. That's all he's got to do. Turn his head around because he's there. He's there, and, and he get he gets a little grabby and all that stuff. And that that's a rookie. But but again, he's there. And I think just get your head turned around. That that if your head turns around. You'll you'll get the beneficial you know benefit of the call from the officials. Look at the Jalen Johnson one down the on the right left sideline. He turned his head around. He was a little grabby, and touchy, but he had his head turned around, making play for the football. Got the benefit of the doubt, doubt there. So, you know, to me, it's more of an emphasis on the coaching staff. Let's, let's get this guy coached up. Why do you have to wait a whole off season before he does that? So again, this is my thing with the staff is guys are not being developed properly. They're not being put in the spots to, to be you know become. Um, you know, important, like, you know, um, impact players right away. So that's the thing about, about Stevenson. For me, I, I think Terrell Smith was in there. I think I think he's a, a much more better, a much more effective corner right now at this at this stage of his, of his career. So, but obviously he's he's sick right now. So he's, he's, got, he's out with Monos. That's why he's not playing. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, Stevenson's got, has got some talent. I, I know that I love his, I love his, um, his, you know, like no back down, his attitude. Moxie. Moxie, you know, I, I love that about him. And, you know, but the thing is, like, he's got to clean up his, his, I think he was like the seventh highest uh, flag defensive back in the NFL coming into this game today. So, you know, just got to clean that up. And again, that all comes down to coaching. So for me, so that, that, I, I guess if I'm directing him at Stevenson, it's, it's more so at Stevenson and then the coaching because you got to get that cleaned up immediately. Coach? This might be petty, right? I'm, I'm going to go off the rails with this one. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm going to say it like Danny. Is it just me? But when I look at Stevenson, I look at his size at corner, and I say right now he's a rookie at that size, right? He's a rookie at the size he is right now. Where does his body go from now, from where it is now as his career extends? Now, if he takes really good care of himself and keeps himself himself super lean, he'll be okay. But if he grows into that body anymore – He's going to be a damn outside linebacker before soon 
or safety at best. Right, safety, I just yeah. I just feel like he's out of position. Yeah. When I look at the kid, I feel like he's out of position. I feel like you swap, and we've said this before. You swap he and Kyler Murray. I don't know how well Kyler Murray can run, right? You mean Kyler but Gordon. Kyler Gordon. I'm sorry. I said Murray. Well, see, see, but Gordon plays inside inside slot. You need you need a quicker you need a guy yeah, with more lateral. The re agility. reason why happen. I say that is because I see us sending Kyler Gordon in to duck under tackles on blitzes, right? And I'm, I'm concerned that his little spotty Spider-Man body won't hold up as well as as well as Stevenson. If we put him in there and he's a hybrid safety uh, slot linebacker in nickel situations and his natural aggressiveness allows him to play down in the box and then we get a, a true outside guy. I just I don't know. I don't know how long if he gets any bigger. I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, to hold up and chase the more speedier wide receivers in the league. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. And you, you realize you're not you start getting grabby. When you start panicking, when guys are running past you, that's he's not grabbing for no reason. He's worried about getting cooked. Yeah, but the, but the only thing, I mean, in terms of toughness, in terms of physicality, yeah, he could play the slot, but he doesn't have the lateral quickness, the, the ability to stop a two-way goal against his faster, quicker, you know, typically, you know, uh, um, faster, quicker inside slot receiver. So I, I don't think that's a spot for him as well. I think eventually his his his, you know, and in, in his when his career advances, he might be a safety. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't I don't I don't think I, I think corners are right spot outside corners right spot for him right now I don't see him you know going inside he just got to clean up his technique he's got to get coached up he's got to get coached up and and this staff so far I, in my opinion has has failed him. Um, got a couple of questions here I want to make sure we address uh, first from uh, Cliff he wants to know what you guys thought about the uh, early whistles on Mooney and Komet could have cost us a couple of touchdowns. I guess, Coach T, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first. What is the state of officiating in this league? It, I mean, I complain about it every week. You know, these guys are officials who have jobs elsewhere. You know, I think today's head uh, referee was a high school counselor. Um, and, and that bothers me because these guys could be spending the entire work week looking at tape, doing exercises, really perfecting their craft, but instead they're doing taxes and, and going into court cases and stuff during the week. Your thoughts, coach? It's crazy because the, the local the local $3 cafe, which is a, a local restaurant here in Georgia I go to, actually has a regular guy that's an NFL referee <laughs> that we see all the time. I'm not going to call his name out. Good, great guy, but I see him there all the time, man. Um, no, man, it's, it's, I think we did just a huge turnover about, uh, about a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. And I can't recognize any of these people. I don't know. We just pulling guys off the street. Seems uh, that way. I, on those particular calls, man, it was trash. I think we were too, too shouted, uh, too, too quick on the whistle, especially on the commit call. Because if you're doing, if you, if you know, just like, a, like a coach has to know his personnel, if you've done the film study, you know who you're playing with. You know people like Cole Komet. You got to be slow on the whistle because he's going to get, you know what I'm saying, the extra four or five yards on the drag. So, yeah, it goes without saying, man. It, these these guys and, and gals, um, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. 
I'll tell you one thing. Uh, the uh, the Chicago Bears did a really good video where they had Lucas Patrick mic'd up in last week's game. And there's one segment in it where he's talking to one of the officials, and it's clear that they don't know each other. And I can understand Lucas Patrick not knowing the official, although the official said he's been doing it for 16 years. But the 16-year official doesn't know the six-year center, Lucas Patrick, doesn't know who he is, doesn't know his tendencies, hasn't looked at tape to, to become familiar. That's why why uh, the officiating is an atrocity, uh, Danny. No, I've, I've been right with there with, with you, Aldo, in terms of the the officiating. You know, the, the in terms of you know, again, these becomes full timers, guys that that are year round employees of the NFL, and that's why they, they can they can in off season they, they can hone on the craft that they can take a look at NFL tendencies in terms of offense and defense and stuff that that these guys are doing, these coaches are developing, so they can be better prepared to call these if there's an illegal shift or something going on there is you know so yeah, i i agree with you 100 i do I, not get i'm not gonna get anything any you know disagreement from me yeah. in terms of the actual plays themselves again we talked about that at halftime the mooney play like where was where was the Eberfus? why why wasn't him out why was he out there you know yelling up a storm now i know they, they blew the, the the play dead i'm not sure what he could have done but if you get on an official early on they, they you know you kind of you work them to get work. things in your favor going on later on in the game. And he's just sitting there like dumbfounded, like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So it's it's that's another thing there. The command one it was it was really weird because because it, it looked like another Bears playing on off was where Sean Johnson came in and kind of bumped the defender off of commit. So I don't know if that's what I wish we had a replay of the of the play because it happened real fast. So I, I think that's a Bears player came and kind of bumped the, the defender off of command, command spun away. I think maybe that's why they called him down. So I, I have to go back and take a look at the L twenty two on that one, but uh, that was my initial like glance of it. But yeah, it's 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 hit or miss every week, every game. You have a good crew, you have a bad crew, uh, you have misplays. What was the hold that uh, right, right before the uh, Bajan touchdown? The Bears were challenging the previous play. <laughs> the flag was on the field, and they didn't even notice the flag was on the field, and they let yeah. that other play go. So All right. yeah, I think I think we have, uh, and I forgot about this point too, Aldo. I think we have similar to coaching, right? We have a we have an officiating crisis in the nation too. So I know mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in the high school and college levels, right? They're having to play high school games on Thursdays and Wednesdays now. I mean, oh, Thursdays wow. and more games on Saturdays because we're sharing officials, right? And a lot of uh, high school officials got sucked up to the, the, the college level. So, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We're having a crisis in that space too. So I don't know if you're looking for, you're looking for something out there. You know, officiate might be officiate. Officiate might be the way to go. Come on, Swanky Thirty Two, get into the officiating world, <laughs> and all the other guys help, in the help chat. Pay worth it, damn. <laughs> um, all right, there are trade rumors. Cliff reminded us uh, that there are trade rumors going on regarding uh, Chase Young and probably to a lesser extent, Amantes Sweat. Um, he, uh, it was Adam Schefter that reported it. Mike Florio also reported it. Uh, but Schefter usually has his ear to the real thing. Florio sometimes makes things up. So, what are your thoughts, guys? Uh, coach, what do you what do you think? Should the Bears try to pursue uh, one of these defensive alignment? And of course, if it's with Chase Young, you got to do the medicals first before you even get into discussions. You got to get a contract done, or or do you think this is just bullshit and we should forget about it and, and worry about other things? Well, well, what I'm hearing is this draft is not, you know what I'm saying, there's a lot of, not a good, a, whole, a bunch of good pass rush depth in this draft. So um, if, if Ryan Pose is thinking about going down that path, then that's understandably why, like that's the logic there. 
But, mm -hmm. you know, the popular name is Chase Young, of course. But like you said, like I'm concerned about the medicals. The contract is is more friendly than the sweat contract. Mm -hmm. Right. But I would be concerned about the medicals because at least the last thing we can do is afford to do is, you know, sign another medical dud. Right. We got a, We got a behavior dud. And we had we had a, a medical fail with I can't remember who the defense alignment was name is that we signed. Oaken Joby. Right. The last thing we can fail, uh, afford is a fail on that end. So, you know, I think the safe bet if they're going to sign one of the two is to go with the sweat deal. But it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of an expensive contract. Right. I, I'm not a big mm -hmm. I'm not a big salary cap dude, but I, it's going to be more expensive than a chase deal. Danny, your thoughts? I mean, anytime Ryan Poles gets involved in a trade talks, I'm scared shitless because I, I just don't think he knows what he's doing in terms of trades. He always over overcompensates for for trades. Always gives up too much, in my opinion. So both those kids are, are free agents at the end of the year. They're not going to sign both of them. They being Washington, so might as well just use your cap money and save your save your draft picks and, and go sign them as as free agents because you're going to have probably the most cap of any team out there. You didn't spend much of it last year. You know, you spent a little bit of it. Uh, so go out there and sign, you know, whether it's Chase Young or, or Montez, whichever one hits the free agent market. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, like that, I'm not giving anything higher than like a third round pick, you know, maybe a fourth round pick for, for these guys, you know. So right. I'm, not giving, I'm not giving a first or a second. Right. Uh, I don't care. Ours or Carolina. I'm not giving out for these players. So if, if you want, if you get one of them for like, say, a fourth round pick, Okay, you can do that, but you know, typically, like I said, Ryan Poles always gets gets burned in these trades, so I, I I would not let him do any any sort of wheeling and dealing right now. All right, last question I have, and then we'll pull the plug on this episode of Bear Football is Justin Fields. He should be ready to play against New Orleans next week. We saw him on the sideline, so I, I was thinking to myself, why is he talking to himself? And then the announcer said he was going through the play calls. He's calling them. This guy is, you know, he wants to get back out there. I can't wait to see him back out there. New Orleans uh, Saints uh, had a really good game today. Their defense is not the, the best, but, you know, playing in, in New Orleans Superdome is always a tough task for any quarterback, veteran or young. Uh, Coach T, tell me what your expectations are for, for JF1 next week. You're excited to see him get back out there, Aldo, but I'm not. No? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not excited to see any quarterback that play for this this staff. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm just not motivated to see – any quarterback of ours get out there with this coordinator. I, I would, I would, I'm ready to see, give, give Janaco a shot, give Seymour a shot. I don't care. Right. I don't care. I want to see something different with this offense and, and with, with these players, because I, I feel like no matter who we have out there, we're putting them at risk. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of times tonight where I saw Tyson Bajic could got hurt. He got to get hit and hurt, right? Same thing with Justin, right? Whether you're getting the ball a lot or not, you know what I'm saying? There's plenty of opportunities for these guys to get hurt. The way, the style of play and then the level of, uh, uh, you know, the, the level of maturity or the level of health or whatever you call it with this offensive line. And so I'm not excited to see either one of them get out there and play and be honest with you. We, we're Bears fans. We got to watch Bears football, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, you know what I'm saying, Justin, Justin's coming back, and I'm just elated to see Justin come out because he's going to light New Orleans up for 450 and five touchdowns. We, that's not – we all know now for sure that is not the truth. The reality that we live in is they're having to overcome the coordinator, their fellow teammates, the referees, the head coach. It's just too much to overcome. So, no, I'm not excited. 
<laughs> Any your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, personally, I like. I, I think yeah, obviously, New Orleans. I think it's a tough, tough setting. I mean, I know defense; their, their numbers have been down this year, but they're still a pretty tough, tough defensive front. So, I, I for Justin, I, I was just like, you know, he was still wearing that cast tonight uh, at the game. So, just take another week, maybe just get a little bit, a little extra heel. Let, let Beijing go out there, get get his third start, and, and just kind of throw him out to the wolves, if you will. I, I really do not want to see that um, him rush back, Justin. That is rush back and, and re-injure that thumb. So that, that's the thing is like be a little bit more cautious with him. Uh, the, the one thing I'm, I'm curious to see is what's the status of Braxton Jones? Is he? I know he's he was um, uh, he's practicing this week, but obviously he wasn't he wasn't elevated to the to the uh, 53 man roster. So interesting because if you get him out there at left tackle, I feel a little bit more better whether we have Justin or or Bajan out there in terms of holding up against the uh, holding up against the, the normal Saints. Because I mean, Larry Borum, God God bless his heart, but and he's out there trying, but he's he's not very very good left tackle. Dancing so. There. Um, you know, so yeah, but for me, like let, let Justin get another week in there, let Beijing go out there. It's a tough, tough uh, atmosphere to put him back in right away after being off for two weeks. And then, and I believe the, f- the last game, that, that game after that is at home, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, versus the Panthers. Is that the Thursday night game? Yes. Or, I, so I, I'd rather just have bring bring luck against that against them uh, Thursday night here in um, in Soldier Field. All right, um, I think uh, that's it. Final thoughts, guys. Start with you, Danny. Yeah, just a disappointing performance today. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I don't think the team was prepared. They, they came out; uh, they were outmatched from you know, you know get go. Uh, coaching staff just had some questionable decisions, you know, in terms of what to challenge, what not to challenge. You know, you know, again, not not blitzing, not being aggressive versus Justin Herbert. A guy was out there basically one hand. Uh, you let him kind of just you know sit back there, five, six, seven seconds, then didn't really dial him up. When he did dial him up. Got a couple hits on him. Got got some. Got the ball, you know, out of his hands quickly, and got some incompletions. There was there was at least one punt uh, where, where they forced them to punt in the third quarter, and and there was a Kyle Gordon uh, blitz from the from the nickel position. So this is something that Ibrahim has to do. He's got to continue to blitz. Got to continue to be aggressive. And unfortunately, we didn't see it today. And and they they couldn't get off the football field offensively. They looked a little dysfunctional in the first couple parts of the first quarter. Got it together before the half, but looked looked bad again on in the second half. So. Just a bad overall performance. Um, another, um, you know, primetime game where the Bears just didn't look good. Coach? Yeah, we went to bed. Um, just just like, like you know, how complimentary football was a highlight for last week. It was the exact opposite this week. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the biggest takeaway. Um, we have to play a certain style of football. And we, we don't with this young team. Um, we're just not going to be competitive. It's not going to look confident. It's not going to look smooth. Um, so yeah, we got we got a lot of opportunities out there. Yeah, and I'll just say it was great to see Kevin Moore, the new CEO, a president of the Chicago Bears, at the game. The cameras were on him for quite some time, and he totally looked exasperated. He's not happy. He was writing notes, and so hopefully, you know, uh, those notes are going to be. Uh, changed into action soon. Don't expect there to be any hirings, firings uh, in uh, the rest of the season, but I do want to see Kevin Warren take control. I saw this feature on Kevin Warren uh, on real-time sports when he was a Big Ten commissioner, and I just fell in love with the guy back then. What he did uh, to expand the Big Ten and his thinking on on things. And then when you read about what he did in Minnesota to uh, get that new stadium open, this guy 
could be, you know, we were talking about quarterback saviors. This guy could be the savior of the franchise. I'm keeping my friend, uh, my fingers crossed, and I'll say a prayer for him and the Chicago Bears franchise because what we are living through right now, we shouldn't be. We're, we're too dedicated. We spent too much money. We've spent too much time in our lives to be rewarded with that piece of trash that we saw out there today. All right, I just want to let people know that Coach T, you can catch more on him on his show which is the coach. I had it queued up and now I lost it. What's the name of your show? Bro? Chicago Bears 360 with Coach T. Hey, Tuesdays, <laughs> Tuesdays at 4, 3 Central. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursday, 4, 3 Central. And then Sundays at 10, man. Um, I appreciate all, everybody that's been coming to hang out, man. It's been fun. Outstanding. Coach Bears, Chicago Bears 360 with Coach T. That's the title. I lost it there. But got it back. Danny, um, you've got something special coming up on Wednesday before 55. I don't know if it's special, but you'll have some thoughts and we'll have yeah, some we'll have some, we'll some fun with with John and, and Alyssa uh with, with discussing discussing this game and, and and also previewing you know next week's opponent as well. But the, the one thing, although I wanted to add real quick about Kevin Warren and, and what I'd heard about him was was he's a guy that that will come in and and he'll 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 you know demand respect, but he also he holds people accountable. That's the one, that's the glimmer of hope I have when I say things are not the same, you know, with, with the McCaskies, you know, being in charge or, or, or Ted Phillips. I, I think it's Kevin Warren because when, when someone told me he will hold people accountable if they do not perform up to their, their tasks or their jobs. So, again, that, that's what I'm, what I'm holding on hope for. All right. I want to uh, say for Danny, for Coach T, for John Buffon, my name is Aldo Gandhi. By the way, uh, bear their souls. I'm taking this Tuesday off. Spend it with my grandchild Halloween night, and I don't want to rush back into a show. So that show is off. But we will have uh, Greg Gabriel and Mike Northon and Buffon 55. So we've got plenty of Bears coverage this week. Just subscribe to the Barroom Network's YouTube channel, and you'll get updated on all, on all stuff. And make sure you subscribe to Coach T's channel as well. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.